Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who knows that if you're in a horror movie, you should probably trust the raving lunatic, and you should never forget what happened in the movies that came before this. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And I would not call Donald Pleasance a raving lunatic. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of a raving lunatic. Yeah, but, like, it's... For me, the raving lunatic is, like, the guy at the gas station with one tooth who's like, don't you go up to that cabin! You should listen to that guy, too, though! You should, yes. But, like, I think raving lunatic, that's the man I think of. Not the man who's like, oh, I worked extensively with the killer. I know the killer inside and out and can give you a psychological profile on paper and verbally. (laughs) Like, that, to me, feels more like the specialist. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, this is Dissecting the 80s. Every other week, we dissect the pop culture of the 1980s, usually through movies. Next up is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your Shatner mask. Something's gotta be done about your Shatner mask. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. This is the final movie in 2017's February. Might be my favorite February so far. Yeah, mine, mine for sure. <laughs> Genuinely, like enjoyed every movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I really did enjoy <laughs> all three of these. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I, I, we'll, I, we'll do it at the end. We'll talk about all three of them together as like one piece since we put them together this way. But yeah, this is the first February I can remember that, that I was like genuinely looking forward to watching the next one and, and the next thing that came. So that was that was a nice change of pace i think it's our longest stretch in since our first year of movies and things we actually enjoy watching <laughs> it's it certainly has been a long time since we I burned did. through it like everything we wanted to do in the first year and then we're like well shit <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. We have a couple of gems that are like waiting. Some stuff people have asked me about. You know, when I talked to them about the show. Have you ever done so this or that? Um, well, we got we got to space those out because if you do those all in the first year, you're suddenly dragging the bottom of the barrel. We decided to scrape the bottom of the barrel before we ate the choice stuff on top. It was a weird way to go. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, so this is the the fourth halloween film and this is the part when the producers of the franchise decided you know what we've got we made a we've made a huge mistake and we're bringing back michael myers because that's weirdly enough people didn't want to just see a movie called halloween they wanted to see the shatner mask this is baby come back i'm so sorry i made a mistake (laughs) it could be like before again i promise baby this is sadly singing heaven can wait to yourself at karaoke Yes, or or standing outside the window with a boombox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baby, come back, and it's Michael. Michael slowly pulls the shade down of his apartment. No, I think it's I Mustafa Akkad is out there with the boombox, like we want you back, Michael. No, I think he's holding up the boom. I, I'm picturing it's Michael Myers holding the boombox, playing the Halloween theme song to an audience <laughs> member who's just like. 
pulling down there. She's like, do, 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 do. No. It's Donald Pleasance. And it's Donald like, Pleasance. <laughs> he still has his burn makeup on. <laughs> he just slowly pulls the shade down. <laughs> that's, now that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's the movie I want to see. And his wife is like, what's wrong? What What is that noise, Donald? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to see the... He's standing holding the boombox <laughs> in the jumpsuit. <laughs> and then he pulls it off and it's John Carpenter. It's John <laughs> <laughs> Look around the world, pretty baby. <laughs> but Michael, you can't make him a prom queen. He's a raving old man. <laughs> so kill me. He's holding a tiara, and he keeps like he's like lurking in the background of her closet with the dress in one hand and tiara in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man! <laughs> so kill me. Oh man, I can't even breathe. <laughs> I was like kind of worried about this one because I didn't know that I had that many good jokes. We found one real quick. Real quick. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, whew. <laughs> So Halloween 4. <laughs> so, yeah. This is a movie that we have things to say about. Essentially, um, it starts with being like, with the with the movie telling the audience, it's okay, guys. It's about Michael Myers this time. We promise. We're sorry. <laughs> they so quickly are like, look, we know we fucked up. We brought him back. He's right there in the title. We're, we, we're bringing him home. And it's it's real, like, B-movie stuff, the first bit. So there's a bunch of scenes establishing shots of scarecrows and and pumpkins and and halloween related whatnot or like at a pumpkin patch and then it cuts to the hospital where michael's being kept but it's lit it's very much like uh 50s abandoned almost like 50s sci-fi like a lot of weird lighting and underlit stuff lit from beneath stuff and then jail like jail bars and things it's just it's a very mad scientisty feeling place i mean it is a sanatorium which is one of my top 20 favorite words to use. You no, know, I mean, it is, but it seems like a sanatorium that you'd see in a 50s movie, not a sanatorium from the 80s. I mean, I assume yeah. it wasn't just cackling maniacal weirdos, you know? It might it might as well have been. Yeah, it just felt very <laughs> reefer madnessy of, uh, you know, oh, it's an insane asylum, and there's a person in the background going like, Mah! Reaching through the bars at people. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not. It's not the Arkham Asylum. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Like the Batman is there. Batman's gonna swoop in. Yeah, there's no rogues gallery. It's just people who have mental illnesses. They need to be taken care of. Yes. Um, and it looks like he dies while his blood pressure is being taken. That's what yes. I got out of that. But oh, like you, you thought that he was dead. Like his arm. She's taking his blood pressure, and it's like hisses, and then his arm just falls off the bed sheet, like flopping. I thought it was supposed to be like he's catatonic, basically. 
Oh, that could be. I just, I was like, if he's dead, why are they like just torch him, toss him in the crematorium? Yeah, yeah. So the the so what's happened here is there's a the head of the sanatorium is really in the mood to get rid of Doctor Loomis for some reason, and so he transfers Michael Myers, thinking that Loomis will either quit or leave if Michael Myers isn't there anymore, and or die. That was the third option he said. <laughs> he does say or die, which is pretty terrible, but. This is one of those things that we've talked about many times with sequels where, and luckily this movie quickly changes course about that, but Mm -hmm. the doctor doesn't know anything about Michael Myers. Like even if he's only been there for a year or two, he's not heard of Michael Myers. Yeah. That was frustrating that like the hospital staff super was like, Oh, what are you? You're crazy. But yeah, he came in after being shot and set on fire and like still bit bat bopping around. Right. And obviously Loomis has all but retired but stays on because he's trying to catch Michael Myers. Can't we give the guy any level of slack? Like none none level is what we're giving to this guy? Because the people of Haddonfield, are, they, they get their shit together right quick. And they're like, what do yeah. we do? How do we fix this? What's going on? Give us this good. I was so relieved at that. That was Me such too. a relief that he goes to the sheriff's office and they're first like, I don't know. And then the guy immediately when it's like, oh, yeah, you're Dr. Loomis. Like, okay, let's do this. You go do that thing. You go to that thing. Call the call for the state trooper back up. And it's like, finally, someone in a horror it's super movie. refreshing. <laughs> it's so relief. Such a relief. We don't keep the beaches open regardless. Like, this isn't – this This is nice. This is what, right. how you do your job, don't, civil servant. Don't be Mayor Vaughn. Uh, so Except while for the trans- suit. You can def- definitely wear that suit. Yeah, but no, don't that, but don't be Mayor Vaughn. Yeah, that is an idea. If anybody ever wants to send a gift to this show, uh, <laughs> either of us would love the Mayor Vaughn suit from Jaws with the anchors on it, the dark gray. I so, do have a seersucker suit now, though, so I'm one step closer to Mayor Vaughn. Remember, us. I bought it for fifteen dollars at a yes, thrift yeah. store. Yes, uh, conf- contact us at eight five six dissect, and uh, we'll give you our measurements so you can you can whip that up for us. Uh, but so Michael's being transported in the back of an ambulance, and th- this is an interesting turn because it's been a long time since I've seen Halloween 2, so maybe it's gorier than I remember, but this felt way nastier Friday the 13th type gore than uh, the first Halloween yeah. has, certainly. Yes, for sure. Uh, uh, there's there's two orderlies in the in the back of the ambulance and michael jams his thumb into the guy's forehead and goop comes out of it it's very after he after he like brain slams him into the wall yeah 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 it's very evil dead kind of gross i also forgot because i've seen almost all of these and i I remember there being a scene i remember this there's a scene when jamie lee curtis's character dies and she's because she's like on the roof of a an insane asylum or a hospital or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, I think you're talking Screw about H2O." You. And she, di- yeah, she dies. No, it's the one after H two O, I think, because H two O she has a kid. Yeah, you're right. It is the one after. And I was year. like, "When does this happen?" Because this movie Defo talks about Jamie Lee Curtis being dead, like deader in dirt. And I was, is there a, in one of the sequels? Does she just like pop out of the woodwork and is like, "I've been alive the whole time. Sorry, daughter. Piss off." Oh, Oh, no. Halloween has the most confusing movie continuity in the history of ever. Because they did two movies, changed it up, decided to do three more movies in a sequence. Then for the seventh movie was like, you know what? Forget those last three movies. They didn't happen. 
The four, exactly. last four. Forget the last yeah. four movies. <laughs> we're going back to the beginning for two, and then we're going to go all the way back to the beginning with some remakes right after that. Mm-hmm. God, those remakes are garbage. Rob Zombie, yeah. just stop. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. I'm, I am not a fan either. Uh, we're going to get a lot of hate tweets, so thank you in advance for, for all of those that you send our way. We know that you like it. We're sorry. It's okay that you like it. We just don't. Because here's the thing. My th- my thoughts are if you dislike something and can eloquently speak about the reasons why you don't like it no one can give you shit for it if you can vocally and vocalize what you're feeling then shut up Uh, then we don't then we just disagree it's not like i'm just you just shit on something you know what i mean yeah i mean that seems very reasonable but also you're an idiot because it's the internet I know, I know, I know, I know. But you know. I just don't. I just don't need a backstory for my psycho murderer movies. That's. It's like, oh, the silent killer definitely needed needed an ab- abusive home life and a slutty sister and a stripper right, mom. Don't make me feel bad. And an alcoholic dad. I want to watch him stab people. Yeah. No, he doesn't need that. Yeah. That's not what he needs. Uh, if you're Stop making me that. look at your wife's boobs, Rob Zombie. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, him and Tim Burton need to form a club of "Isn't My Wife Gorgeous" <laughs> and just buy no, a fucking separated. island somewhere. Who? Tim and Helena. I did not know that. They separated I bet she's like still four be, years ago. I bet she's still going to be decolletaging up all his movies because that's the only thing he's into. <laughs> it's like it's like with Tarantino, how like you know he has a foot fetish because of the movies of his that you yes. watched. That you know that Tim Burton is really into his wife, which is way less odd to know but also like we get it bro like relax a little bit yeah no i'm on that page i'm definitely on that page (laughs) uh anyway meanwhile back in halloween four uh back in halloween town jamie lloyd who is laurie's daughter yes jamie lee curtis's daughter yeah i was (laughs) i spent way too much time trying to figure out the, that she was her daughter before they told us in the movie. Did you did you instantly know that, or was I stupid? I mean, I assumed as much, because uh, there's a very awkward scene. Where, like, her first scene is where she's sitting on the couch at four in the morning, looking out the window at the ambulance, at what we thought was the ambulance. Right. But it turns out it's not. And this girl comes to sit next to her and is like, you're up super late for a seven-year-old. And she's like, do you love me? And the girl says... What do you mean? She goes, like a sister. And this, the girl's response is, well, we're not really sisters, but that doesn't make me love you <laughs> any less. It's really fucked up. You know what you don't need to qualify? Whether or not you're actually sisters. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it is. And so, but, so is that her cousin? It's, I don't know how they are actually related because it, they call her, they refer to her as her foster sister. Right, right. So I assume they're not. They might, I don't know if they're actually related. So they're just the Lloyd family, and they adopted Jamie. Yes. Okay. Uh, we and then the the most messed up thing is I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis has a daughter in Halloween too because it's only like two or three years later. Yeah, they don't. That that is not spoken about. I think I think this daughter arrived between Halloween two and Halloween four that we didn't get to see, and then also Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, Laurie Died. Strode got killed. Yeah, the, well, again, we off screen. This is ten years after uh, the first one, I think. Yes, it's eighty eight. So, assuming that time is real in this, like that time is real, that means Laurie had a kid when she was like in her twenties, like early tw- like twenty at the oldest. 
Yeah, no, I'm not judging her for having the child. My question is just no, like, no. I'm saying like in why that timeline, not in the movie. Like, why did all of these things happen off screen? I guess probably because they couldn't afford to get Jamie Lee Curtis in the mix. Yeah, I assume Jamie Lee was done because she doesn't come back for another ten years. Yeah, yeah. Well, wisely, so. yes. <laughs> um, so Jamie Lloyd is crying over pictures of Laurie, and then she gets she's she's running away from her bed and gets tripped by a mysterious hand underneath, and she's having these. Uh, horrible nightmares about Michael and she doesn't know who he is. She just knows he's the bad dream man, which is weird, right? Because so here's, here's a meta question I need to ask about this movie. Go for it. And and this ties into it in about 20 minutes of movie time. She's going to be at the store buying a Halloween costume and there's going to be a Michael Myers mask on the shelf. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote down a note, like why is there a Michael Myers mask? This is stupid. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then later in this movie, there's a sequence where, like, six Michael Myerses surround the car, and Loomis almost shoots one, and then he rips his mask off. He's like, hey, bro, I'm just kidding. It's a prank. It's a prank. And then he goes running away. So, like, Michael Myers is famous enough to have masks, and part two of that, this little sleepy community is just totally fine with people having actual murderer masks as a Halloween gag? Like, what is the thing happening here? I'm curious if it was like in they can scream when they're like, oh, these masks are a dime a dozen. You can find them at any store across the country, even though I don't think they actually were a thing before the movie Scream. Right, right. I think that's so correct. I th- I'm thinking maybe they didn't, it's not established in any way, but it's possible that it was like, oh, this is just generic spooky Halloween mask. But later those dudes are dressed like them. They even have the overalls on. The Maybe it's, yeah, overalls, yeah, I don't overalls. know. Michael Myers and overalls is a very much less threatening thing. <laughs> no shirt, just overalls. <laughs> Glistening as he drives the tractor. That feels like Jason would have worn overalls. Just Jason, no, Jason wears overalls. Jason definitely wears overalls, yeah. He wears he has a ja- he has a jacket, overalls and like a flan- like a flannel shirt. Yeah, yeah. There's no bare shoulders. <laughs> He only has one thing. He only has one like shoulder strap done. Jason's chopping wood and like wiping spread, sweat off his <laughs> he wears he, brow. He wears overalls like I wear overalls. <laughs> um, He's got a single piece of straw tucked into one of the holes of his hockey mask. <laughs> hey, mom, who's our new neighbor? Oh, that's Jason. He seems nice. <laughs> Why don't you bring him this plate of cookies and lemonade? <laughs> Then she gets her head chopped off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I, I didn't think we even had to say that. I think everybody yeah. knew that was a, there's a thunking of wood and then another thunking and a head gets thrown through the mother's window. And then he tries to put a cookie through the slots of his hockey, hockey mask. <laughs> he, he, does, he, he does like a cookie monster against his yeah. mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> he gets a single chocolate chip every 10 minutes or so. Um, but to answer uh, your question, it is yeah. weird and unexplained. And I thought I could try and explain some of it, but it, it it doesn't hold it doesn't hold water because I don't understand why she has this mental image of Michael Myers, other than he's a pop culture figure in this town. Yeah, and there's okay. There's also a really weird thing where so she when she goes to the store to buy the costume that's the exact one Michael Myers wore when he was a baby. Yeah. They later show that she has a photograph of Michael Myers in that costume when he was a child. 
Right. Also, the costume is the only one on the rack that's not made out of plastic. So that's what I said. It's the only. The- it's, she found the only one that wasn't a plastic tablecloth with neckties and a shitty mask. Yeah, which leads me to believe that Michael put it there. Mm-hmm. But okay, all right. No, wait a minute. I yeah, that I guess he could have. Yeah. Uh, so let's 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 circle back and come because I have a th- this weird Michael Myers theory I want to bring up, but it makes more <laughs> sense. That if we if we go back a little bit, so mm-hmm. oh by the Lewis, way, uh, yeah, go ahead. Jamie Lee Curtis was busy doing a fish called Wanda when this movie oh, was okay. coming out. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit better choice. A little bit. So better. She she was moving on up. Pretty good comedy with John Cleese over this. Yes, absolutely. So go on um, your theory. I think this would have been relatively close to Trading Places too. I think that was eighty nine. Eighty three was Trading Places. Oh, oh. Well, I'll have to cut that out. I sound like an idiot. Um. I told so, you I once tried to explain Trading Places to someone, and they thought I was making up a movie. <laughs> what? That, that they didn't believe it was actually a thing? Yeah, well, because we, we were playing the game. I, I don't know if it's a real game or my friends just made it up. Where like you say an actor, and someone says a movie they were in, and then you say another actor from that movie, and you just go around the circle making the chain. Like Kevin Bacon. Essentially, yeah. Um, and so someone said jamie lee curtis and i was like oh trading places and they were like what and i was like trading places it's got uh dan Aykroyd and eddie murphy and uh jamie lee curtis and they're like what what are you talking about and i was like it's it ends with them on a train and dan Aykroyd, i think is in blackface and (laughs) and someone's in a monkey costume and uh they put a dude in a monkey costume in a cage with a real monkey and he gets he gets boned by the monkey a lot and, and, and people think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's weird. and bestiality rape at school. Yeah, and they were like, I'm pretty sure you're making up this movie to say to continue the game. And I was like, no, it is a real film. <laughs> I, that's that's ridiculous. I know. Um, These movies also imply often that like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees climb, came through this tiny second story window. Yeah, and yeah. I for once would love to see the scene of them awkwardly shambling through this teeny ass upper floor window. Yeah, because these are always big mfers. Like they're <laughs> they're beefy boys. They're like three hundred pounds, eight feet tall, eight feet wide. Yeah, like what they they came through the tiny bay window. Yeah, it'll they, be a bathroom. It'll they be came a bathroom through the transom. Window. Is it, is yeah. it called? <laughs> yeah, where they flip halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they literally use Santa Claus logic in these movies. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a couple points later on in this movie where no bullshit Michael Myers has to teleport to do what he does. A hundred percent. It's not a dream sequence. Yes. So anyway, Loomis the roof shows- after the roof is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. It's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, we're gonna circle it back here so we can we can make some sense. So Loomis, uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's just so ridiculous. Uh, if you've ever used crutches on a linoleum floor, you know that it makes this like <laughs> noise as you go down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And Loomis is uh, limp hustling down this hallway of a hospital, presumably to yell at the guy who transferred Michael Myers. But they left in all the <laughs> of his cane, so it undercuts the seriousness so well that he's like angrily striking down this hallway. But it's like. Suction, 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 suction. I don't know if you caught that, but I couldn't stop I didn't laughing. catch that. I wish I did, though. Uh, so, and then he gets into the office, and he starts yelling at his supervisor, like, what have you done? This guy's a monster. And the supervisor's like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. And he just points at his own scarred, horrible face and is like, I didn't make this up, Johnny. Like, <laughs> he looks like fucking Two-Face. Yeah, basically. He's like, I set myself on fire to stop him. 
Yeah, I'm really overreacting, dude. Uh, and then they get a phone call that there's been a car accident with the transportation that was moving around Michael Myers. So they, they run out there and, and another great – there's some really great Loomis lines in this. And I have to say – He's generally are, my favorite part. Oh, absolutely. And like this movie's not good by any standard measure. And they get worse from here. And he never stops trying. Even That's what like, I love about him. He is always there giving 100% committing yeah. to everything. Yeah. He, if you just isolated his performance, you'd be like, is he like doing a King Lear or something? There's, <laughs> like, what does he think he's in? Because it's not Halloween 4. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it is not the, the In the Weeds sequel to Halloween. <laughs> uh, but he always, always gives a shit, which is, which is so nice. It really makes these movies watchable. Um, but he goes... You're talking about him as if he's human. He stopped being that years ago. And then he, he hustles up to his car. Like, Where are you going? And he goes, Haddonfield. It's only four hours away. So either you'll find him in four hours or I will. And then he, he jets off you to this. You also missed the part where the ambulance is half submerged its back end oh, yeah. into a yeah. lake. And they're like, where are you going? And he canes his, he like cane hobbles his way into the river waist deep <laughs> to look yeah. in the back of the ambulance. He's like, well, he's left. He murdered everyone and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. And he's able to discern with like a casual glance into the back of the ambulance, exactly what transpired there and make a decision. Well, everyone else is like, Oh, we found a few bodies. And I wanted to, as morbid as this sounds, I wanted to say, why don't you just count how many heads you have? If the bodies yeah. are all mangled, you just have to count heads, literally. Count how many heads you found. Let's do a head count people. real quick. <laughs> do a literal head count, and you will know how many people you found. Mm-hmm. He goes to a gas station where Michael has just recently visited and raised a little hell. Uh, and he, he discovers that he puts some gas in his car and then discovers that the gas station attendant has been killed and then goes into the diner and sees so the ga- been killed. So old gas stations worked on the idea that you filled up your car and then could go pay? Like, that was how that could work? I believe so. What insanity. I mean, the other thing, too, is I think people just would go in and be like, hey, $10 on pump, whatever. But then why – it feels like you should have – like they should have to allow you to pump the gas first. Yeah, People were probably a little more honest back then, I, I want to say. Think? I don't, it, it couldn't have been that rampant of a problem or they wouldn't have done it that way. That's true. I just was like, what like hell is this? <laughs> it must have been well, awful for the gas well, station I'm, companies. Think about credit That's why gas prices are so high now, because no one paid for gas in the 80s. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. We found the secret. They were just all stealing it for 30 years. And finally, someone was like, you know, if we charge more than eight cents a gallon, people might be less inclined to just leave without paying for it. Um, think about credit card transactions back in that day. Like, oh, yeah. They literally scraped your credit card onto carbon paper and then mailed that somewhere, I think. I don't really – I still don't understand that. And I've tried to do the research and I, I probably just read it and forgot. But it seems like it would have been really easy to commit credit card fraud in those days. I feel like if you – if like anyone today traveled back to the 80s, they could just make off with so much money and just goods. <laughs> they could just steal everything. <laughs> You wouldn't even need to steal a sports almanac because you could just commit so many web crimes before anyone knew what they were. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. (laughs) 
I, I want to see that movie where someone time travels to like 1994 circa Sandra Bullock in the net and just orders a lot of pizza online and never has to pay for it through mm-hmm. nefarious means. Oh, yeah. I'd watch, the, I'd watch that movie. The lamest time traveler. So Loomis sees the dead waitress in the diner, and then he sees Michael, who's got his head wrapped up all with bandages because he has, doesn't have his mask. And they have a little, like, take me. Don't don't go back to Haddonfield. Take me. Take me. And then he shoots at me, and he just teleports out of there because he gets shot at, like, four times, and then he's just not there anymore. Yep, just disappears. Poof. Into because he goes somehow into the garage and drives a truck, a tow truck. Okay, okay so this is what. Th- so where did he learn to drive? To, well, we know that he learns how to drive because he drives in the first movie. Does he? Yeah, so he gets to Haddonfield. This is actually a plot point in the first movie. I just watched it for for Halloween, so it's relatively fresh I in my don't mind. Remember that? I, it, I have to. There is now. literally a line where Loomis goes, "And how did he learn to drive?" And it alleges that one of the orderlies like taught Michael how to drive. Oh, uh, right, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's actually someone who made a short film a few years ago for Halloween that was literally an orderly teaching Michael how to drive. It's pretty funny. Um, but what I so this is the crazy part is he doesn't only drive; he drives a big truck, which is a different kind of driving generally. Yeah. And so you hear noise like a door shutting, and I was like, "Oh, he just stole Loomis's car." That's going to be funny that mm-hmm. Loomis has no car. No, he didn't steal Loomis's car. He got in the mechanic's tow truck, blew out the garage door, and then somehow blew up Loomis's car and the gas pumps at the same time. Magic. He's he is a criminal mastermind along the order of like a cobra and a commander. Wizard. Yeah, and, and a wizard. wizard. Yes. <laughs> You're a wizard, Michael. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Haddonfield School of Magic. Oh my god, that would be awful. <laughs> it's we just also, all crop based magic yes pretty much <laughs> we can we can make the wheat grow faster <laughs> wheat is grow us wheat is grow us it's the only spell you'll ever need but rachel goes to like, eat oh, breakfast wait, wait 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 sorry also when michael blows up the gas pumps he manages to get the telephone pole set on fire which makes it so loomis can't even call for help if he figures out how to fix the phones that he broke like it is crazy levels of mastermindery from michael myers who we think who like should have been developmentally challenged at this point right yeah he should basically be a vegetable mm-hmm. anyway sorry take, you take it to breakfast so they're eating breakfast mom's clearly doing her thing and she looks at the daughter, and she's like, that's not all you're eating for breakfast. And I was like, what is she holding? She's holding a bagel with cream cheese. Like, <laughs> that's that's a breakfast. It's, 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 like the, it's like when you see the cereal commercial, and it's part of this complete breakfast, and it's a 2,800-calorie breakfast for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's so half it's like, an orange, a bagel, a bowl <laughs> of fruit, and the bowl of cereal, and a glass yeah. of milk and orange juice. Like that's a big brunch, and that's like a two meal day. What <laughs> yeah, are you that talking is a brunch. about? <laughs> like slap a mimosa in there. Yeah, and where are a- the gays sitting around this table? Because that is a brunch. <laughs> there, there is not enough really nice shoes at that table. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell yes. you that right now. There are not enough really nice shoes there. But I was like, isn't like bagel with cream cheese is a pretty standard breakfast. That, that's I would look at that and go, that's a big breakfast for me on a work day. Like, oh, I'm yeah, sleepy at 11. That's too yeah. much work. <laughs> I'm going to eat this much, eat this much carbs and go take a nap in the break room. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, you have that people are like, oh, they order pizza for lunch and you get some. And then afterwards, you're like, man, I shouldn't have three. Why did I have an extra piece? Why did I go to three? Why did I go to yeah. three? I got to do a presentation. You fool. Just because it was free doesn't mean you're not going to pay for it. 
<laughs> Your soul will pay. <laughs> um, I also love the theme song for Halloween. I forgot how much I enjoyed it because it's oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. vibrant but spooky and very like tense. Although there's a couple times in this when they play it not on the synthesizer. Like at one point later, it sounds like it's on marimbas. Like the stock iPhone ringtone that you hear in only in movies and TV or around old people. Because nobody uses that ringtone. <laughs> yeah. Plunk, 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 yeah. plunk, 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 That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's being the Halloween theme that you played on that same marimba. And I'm like, what What the hell are we doing here? We It's already a sta- it's, it's like deciding to do the Jaws theme on a flute for no reason. Like, what? Do you, don't do that. I would love to hear the Jaws theme, but... In the style of my heart will go on. <laughs> With a pan flute? Yeah, a pan flute. <laughs> um, but yes, the, every year around Halloween, I change my ringtone to Halloween. And then after Halloween, I change it to a Christmas one. And then I go back. I only have two seasonal ringtones. They happen within <laughs> two months of each other, and that, or three months. And then it's back to the same for everything else. But inevitably, it'll be in my pocket, and I'll be in the basement doing laundry, or I'm cooking, or I'm even just using the bathroom, and my phone rings and scares the ever-loving shit out of me. And it's, it's terrifying. It's, but it's it's such a silly thing, because not only do I know it's fake, it's from a movie. Like, there's no reason. If someone was trying to murder me, they wouldn't play theme music first. But inevitably, I think I would. Up. I think that would be cool. That that should be. I think that would be a fun horror movie. The theme that, like, tune killer. He like he, It's 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 all diegetic sound. There's no non diegetic like spooky music to creep the audience out. It's all there to also creep out the victims. <laughs> so he's. He- he would also need a fog machine to go with your other horror movie theory. So he brings his own. He like yeah. puts it in a window, and suddenly the whole <sighs> the living room is foggy. Yeah, you'd walk in and be like, "Why the fuck is my living room foggy? This doesn't make any sense." <laughs> Machete to the forehead, boom. Yeah. After you hear the, what the hell is that sound? Funk. <laughs> Or like they go in too fast, and he has a tiny little keyboard and speaker, and they caught him. And he's <laughs> no, like, he has a melodica. <laughs> he has a melodica. <laughs> Free funk, thunk, he totally misses. Uh, yeah, I'd watch that short film. Um, I would definitely that watch that down. film. Uh, I also realized, us. as I say that, us. that I don't know that mom would ever be able to watch uh, a movie I'm in where I got murdered, like visual, like visually murdered. Oh, probably not. I don't think she could. Vi- she could see it. So anyway, Jamie goes to school, and it's Halloween, like you do. Uh, we are, like, 40 minutes into this podcast and less than 15 minutes into this movie. <laughs> we are, but um, I have enjoyed the conversation. It's um, a lovely conversation. <laughs> so she's at school, and these are the shittiest... We've seen like, a lot these of are the most kids. monster... Like, these are worse than the Bravo Child starring Macaulay Culkin and Rhoda. Yeah, we have seen some shitty kids on this show, and these are by far the shittiest... <laughs> They're Why didn't chanting. your mom make you a costume? Oh, she can't because she's dead. Jamie's an orphan. Jamie's, Jamie's an, an orphan. orphan. Like, what are we doing here? These are truly evil children. Also, where are the teachers? Excuse me. Yeah, I. I th- this feels like basic level stuff of, <laughs> hey, make sure the orphan kid doesn't get harassed on a daily basis. Or make Seems sure like no, <laughs> students are chanting, Jamie's an orphan. Right. Like that feels number one on the list of things don't let happen. Yeah, it feels pretty easy to accomplish that, too. It's not like a big, tough thing we're trying to, trying to, trying to keep out of the things here. Pl- and to recap plot real quick, 
mom and dad's babysitter broke her ankle so she can't babysit so now rachel has to babysit which means she has to cancel her date with wade and there was an I upset was brody thank brady. you brady. brady yes wade yeah. is his friend brady and jamie heard that and was like i'm awful and ruin everything and so she's like i'll pick you up from i'll pick you up after school and we'll have fun she tries like she tries like mom level hard to be buddy buddy with her yeah i it- it's weird, given, like, ten minutes ago in the movie, Jamie said, hey, do you love me? And she's like, well, let's not throw around the L just yet, kiddo. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I want to be sisters with a couple people. Yeah, I want to I I sister around for a little bit. I mean, bit. I like this. This is really fun. But I don't, I'm not. I enjoy not, you. I like like you. Yeah, I'm just not ready to say that word. You know, it's not it's not you and it's I'm not, not like ready I'm for the sister label right now. Yeah, I don't need to I don't need to commit to this or anything. Like, you know, there we both have <laughs> options right now and if we start <laughs> saying that, then we don't have those options anymore. And you know, I don't I don't need to go down that road again. But so here's one of these dumb things that would bother me and only me. She's like, "All right, well, we can either go to the Dairy Queen or I'll take you to get a Halloween costume at the Discount Mart. What do you want to do?" And Jamie goes, take me to Discount Mart. I want to be like another kid. I'm like, okay, great. Then we roll up to the store, and it's called Vincent's Drug. Yep, bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> like, how did nobody fucking catch that? How did nobody think to change that name? George changed the line. Or just say the drugstore. Or just the store. Like, why do we have to call it Discount Mart? Why, why are you putting wrong things into the movie? Ah, uh, drove me nuts. Although oh, her, okay. friend, her friend driver had, like, the best look I've ever seen in an 80s movie. She did. Also, why would, like, that is literally the only scene she's in in the whole entire movie. Yep. She's driving them to the store, and then she says, I'm going to drop you off, and then she drives out of the movie. (laughs) Right off the silver screen. (laughs) She she disappears. I guess to imply, like, they don't have a car, like, to show you that they don't have a car or a license. Couldn't that have also been accomplished by having Jamie and and Rachel walk down the street? Yeah, I mean the <laughs> first Hall- the first Halloween did have a lot of walking. Yeah, that I I was I was after she was gone. I was like, oh, I hope she comes back. Nope. That character Show enough literally doesn't. drives into the movie, picks up our main characters, drives them to their destination, and takes a left out she's, of the movie. <laughs> she's an Uber driver. She's essentially an Uber driver. That is not necessary to be in the movie, guys. Like, you added a character that does nothing. Other she drives. Than great, because she has a great look. You're not she's wrong. Got, she's got the jean jacket. The hair is real tight to her head on the left side and huge everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like, you it can't see like it. looks like she got shot with a, with a, uh, <laughs> a, taser? a leaf blower. Like, <laughs> yeah. All of her hair is moved out to one side. And on the closest side, it's like, no, we're good here. Like you, the wall. You, you can't see it, but she's definitely wearing like a tutu petticoat. Oh, absolutely. And, and leggings. You, yeah. It's there in spirit. <laughs> uh, so Jamie goes costume shopping while Rachel talks to Bro- Brady. I keep on calling Brody. Uh, and they Brady's start f- making out. Her. Yeah, like full on making out in the store while he's working. Before they have the, co- she said, "I need to talk to you." And then we follow Jamie to the costumes. Then cut back to them making out, and she's like, "Wait, I can't go on our date tonight." I was like, "You didn't have this conversation yet." <laughs> also, his reaction to this date being canceled is bananas. He gets so mad. Like it's, and it sounds like it was like a first or second date. I it does guess- not seem like they are an established relationship. 
Well, see, I think it's more bothersome if he was like really excited to go on a date and it was one of their first dates. I assumed they'd been dating for a while, so interesting that you went the other direction because I, no, I was it seemed it, to me it seemed like a fresh relationship. Oh, okay. Because to me, if it was like, hey, I've been really looking forward to taking you out on a date. It's going to be our first actual date, and then then she cancels. Then I get the anger. But I thought they had been dating for a while, and so it made his betrayal later even bigger. Mm, that's true. Maybe that I don't know. The movie doesn't explain it, so. No. Open to interpretation. The movie doesn't do a a lot of explaining of anything, really, by the way. They should call this Halloween 4 hand-waving. Make your own assumptions. (laughs) Draw your Uh, own conclusions. (laughs) Uh, So um, this is the part we – And the A in draw is a (laughs) 4. That's only a modern thing where they started throwing number letters in there. So this is the part we talked about a little bit before that Jamie goes flipping through the costumes and there's a Michael Myers mask there for, for no reason at all. Uh, and so we're, we're cutting back and forth between this and Loomis limping down the highway. And we missed out on an opportunity to get what could have been the greatest sequence in perhaps cinema history. I mean, certainly the greatest sequence in all of Halloween as a film franchise. But I, this might even been bigger. Loomis is limping down the, hall, the highway. I almost said hallway. Uh, and he flags down a car and they don't stop. And then another car comes by and it's convertible with two cheerleaders and two dudes in it. And they stop and they wave him up. And nothing would have made me more excited than to watch crazy melty face Loomis try to explain what he wants these <laughs> kids to do to two cheerleaders and their two boyfriends. There is like in no... their uniform and pom poms, cheerleaders. Abs- just they so literally stand up and start cheering when the car stops. Like they pull over to the shoulder and they get up and they're like, "Yay, get in the car!" C A R car, and he starts limping his way up to them. And I was falling off the couch in excitement because can you imagine? I wish it it had been like him in the car, sandwiched in the hump. On the hump in the back seat between yes. two cheerleaders and one of their boyfriends. Yes. <laughs> no, in my mind, it was him on the hump with two cheerleaders next to him. Oh, and the then dudes are in the front seat. The dudes are in the front seat, and they do not care what he's saying at mm-hmm. all. And so he is like pleading with them to take him seriously, and instead they're just doing coordinated cheers around his bald head. Yes, that sounds that sounds like a dream. Literally, nothing would have been better than Loomis in the back of a convertible with two cheerleaders, like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I need that to exist. That should be that should have been Halloween 5, Loomis and the cheerleader gang. <laughs> yeah, Loomis and the cheer- Loomis and the uh, Haddonfield Huskers. Yeah, but instead what happens is they spit gravel into his face and Loomis gets picked up by an alcoholic preacher who's another character that shows up, drives one of our characters from point A to point B and then drives right the fuck on out of the movie for no reason. It's a lot of Ubers. There's a lot of Ubers. This is the Uberiest, Uberiest film of all. Uber <laughs> should literally just buy this movie. They couldn't yeah. make a better product placement if they tried. Just, just photo, just uh, superimpose some of your stickers into the windows of these cars, and then <laughs> exactly that's it. Call it. Call yeah. Add like one or two throwaway lines of dialogue that, as you like, cut to people get you have to get some body doubles who like get into the car, and you do ADR where they're like, "Oh man, it's so great! This Uber came so fast. It's amazing." <laughs> and then Five Five stars. Yeah. And then and then cut to them like the body devil's getting out of the curtains like, thanks so much. Have a safe night. Don't forget to take a mint from the back. 
<laughs> yeah, ADR be like, do you want there's sparkling water in the back seat for you? <laughs> if you're gonna get sick, please tell me so I can pull over. Uh, <laughs> please don't throw up inside my car. <laughs> Uber if, pays for it, but it's really, as you imagine, time car and inconvenience. Can you please not? We do. I do have. Some, I do have some brown lunch bags back there for you if you need them. I would totally do that. If I, if I was an Uber driver, there would be brown lunch bags in the like seat pockets. <laughs> like, look, if it's gonna happen and you don't but have time to be tell worse me, because the bag <laughs> that would be worse because the bag would fill up and then the bottom would blow out because it would just <laughs> wet through. <laughs> so it would plop. It would be a secondary plop. <laughs> well, aren't aren't I thought barf bags on planes were like the paper? They're lunch like bags. waxy coated. Oh. They're definitely, they're definitely reinforced. Well, then yeah. I would do that. Then they wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> Whatever it is on airplanes is what I would use. I'm imagining you buy <laughs> or just be like... a bunch of Ziploc bags, <laughs> <laughs> a uh... bunch of gallon Ziplocs. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast that it's relevant because of the puke. Um, I once... is it the is it the the shopping bag story? Yes, I yep. had a ve- I had a very bad New Year's Eve hangover a few years ago. And I was driving home. I had like a 45-minute drive in front of me. And I woke up and I got sick and then cleaned it up and uh, started driving home from my friend's place. And I had just gotten onto 95, which is a major highway. And I was doing about 65 miles an hour with cars on either side of me and in front and back of me. So I couldn't pull – there's nowhere to pull over. There's nothing I do. And I came up like I was going to get sick again. And so I started like evaluating my options, one of which was open the window and throw up in the car next to me, which didn't seem like a great idea. <laughs> uh, the other was just to throw up all over the inside of my car. Also seemed like a bad idea. And so the third option that I came up with was, oh, I'm going to open up my shirt and I'm going to puke into my own shirt because at least it will be contained and I will have to sit in this mess for an hour driving home or at least until I can pull over and like scrub it out as best I can but at least it will be oh that shirt's never getting worn again Oh, no, no. But I mean the car. Like, it would have been awful. It would have been, like, in my lap. I mean, it, there's no oh. good scenario here. You have to tuck your shirt into your pants is the catch-all. Yeah. But even then, it's going into my pants. It's, it's just it's, The whole thing is disgusting. It's the grossest thing I can conceive of, but at least it's contained. And as I'm putting my mouth into my shirt, I see a plastic grocery bag on the floor of the passenger seat. So I quickly reach it out and grab it, and I shake it out, and... Oh my gosh, I, it's a miracle the bag doesn't have any holes in it, which is... I hate that so much. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I literally never get a grocery bag that doesn't have holes in it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't use reusable shopping bags. I'm a, I'm a good environmental savior, as it were. But I, So I'm doing 65 miles an hour. I'm going to throw up. So I put the cruise control on, and I lock my left arm at the elbow to hold the wheel straight, and I use my right hand, and I hook the bag of the, the handle of the shopping bag over my left ear, and I hold the other side of my right hand like a feed bag for the world's most fucked up horse situation, <laughs> and I proceed to throw up the entire contents of my internal body uh, for a good several minutes while doing 65 miles on the highway, and then I uh, tied it into a neat little bow and gently put it on the footwell <laughs> side of the passenger side of the car, and I uh, drove the rest of the way home with the window open, uh, gulping air like a golden retriever. <laughs> 
it, I'm imagining it rolling around like a like a fish in a bag. <laughs> oh God, no! Immersively, it didn't really move. But yeah, so Uber drivers go with a plastic grocery bag with no holes. I can uh, I can vouch for that. Well, enough about vomit. Let's get back to Halloween four. So Loomis and the alcoholic preacher who Uber driver. Uh, take Loomis to the police station, where, as Andrew said before, they pretty much instantly believe him, which is which is really nice. And then we're cutting back and forth between Loomis and the sheriff trying to find Jamie and Rachel. And there's this really weird ADR line where, I don't know if you caught this, Jamie meets up with, I think it's supposed to be one of her tormentors from school, but I couldn't t- quite tell. But it's another group of kids. and they're like, Oh, it is. It's one of the tormentors. Okay, because the kid, like, it's it's almost as bad as our our Yorku line that we cut into our summer rental thing, mm-hmm. uh, and if you you can hear that in our summer rental episode. But this little kid's voice is suddenly like, "Hey, that's a real cool costume. You want to come drink a drink with us?" And I was essentially like, it was our Uber driver from ten minutes ago. <laughs> we don't have a big repertoire of voices here. Uh, you might not. <laughs> um, so. The, the Uber driver asked this Jamie Lloyd to, to have candy with them, and I was like, that did not sound like a child whatsoever. Why? That line is, again, unnecessary. Like, I, so many weird choices in these movies. Yeah. Well, I also hate when, like, the shitty kids are all of a sudden nice and everyone's okay with it now. Yeah, yeah because she bought a Halloween costume now. Like, I, I, I'm You know sorry. what you need, kid? A brick to the face. Yeah. You you told Jamie that she was an orphan and sang it to her face. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I wouldn't want to get any fucking candy with you, you Nazi shithead. <laughs> yeah. I I wish it had been like, yeah, of course. And then like she like trips him going up the stairs. And, like, and he, takes his bag of candy. Yeah. And leaves. <laughs> and, then, and then she puts her foot right next to his head and is like, you come at me again. The next foot's going in the back of your head. Yeah. And spits yeah. on him and walks away. <laughs> And she she opens his candy and dumps it all over him and just picks out like her one favorite candy bar and takes a bite of it as yeah. she walks away. Yeah, basically, what, basically, I want like Carmelo, Carmelo Lee. <laughs> That's who I want. Carmelo Soprano as as Jamie. Um, or where she gets up real close to him, like when he's laying on the ground, she's like, "Fuck with me again, and I won't be the only orphan in school." <laughs> Yes, yes, that's it. There it is. <laughs> and she just walks up to the front door, rings the doorbell, is like, trick or treat. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want all the people in all the movies we watch to be sociopaths. That's what I do. <laughs> Pretty need. much. All sociopaths all the time. Well, she's halfway there. Oh, yeah. Spoiler she's not, alert. She's not a slacker in that department. So. And they go to the sheriff's house to trick or treat. And yeah. who is there with the sheriff's. Very naked daughter. daughter? Yeah. But Brady. She's answering oh, yeah, the door no, for trick or treaters. It's super fucked up. Like, she's what, just wearing a she's shirt. She's wearing just a large t shirt to answer the door yeah. for children. And Excuse it's you. a risque t shirt. It's like a boardwalk t shirt that says cops do it by the book. And it definitely is a boardwalk t shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's really weird. And then we got this great t shirt spraying up for the picnic. <laughs> hey jerry you see the shirt like uh, doesn't that imply that we like don't do sex good what what no it's fu- <laughs> like we do it by the yeah but like doing stuff by the book is is boring man like that's that's no good that's not that's not something to brag about man oh gross um but later she is in front of her dad in that outfit which is just yeah. weird like way yeah. past the threshold of okay no bueno. Like, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't wear that around children. And, like, your parents, you should probably wear pants. 
Yeah, no, pants are pants are a required part of that ensemble. Um, so unless you're like a, kicking it around your uh, like alone, home alone, because I do that a lot when I'm alone. Yeah, al- if you're I'm not alone, answering the door for children or hanging out with my parents. Right. Yeah. Trick or treat. Here's my butt. Like all of my yeah. butt, and just what it that sounds like. like. That sounds like something I would send on Snapchat to someone. Trick or treat. Here's my butt. <laughs> that's not, that's not an actual like appropriate thing for children. That's my Snapchat story. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not friends with you on the Snapchat. That would be that would be a horrifying situation for me. <laughs> you would. I wouldn't send it to you. <laughs> Trick or treat. Here's my butt. What? I'm around children. <laughs> So she gets distracted by Brady, and then uh, Jamie decides, let me ditch my sister. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just, just takes off running with the kids who were calling her an orphan like three hours before. <laughs> I won't be the only really orphan pe- in school. Steps on a Reese's cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that she'd have to whisper that and then snap a, a Kit Kat right in front <laughs> oh, yeah. of his face. Kit Kat, Twix, something, something crispy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need a crunch. You need a crunch. You can't do a Snickers. It uh, just like snaps it in his face, <laughs> drops it there, shoves um, it in his mouth. Uh, so at the bar, the TV crackles and they say, "Hey, it doesn't crackle." The TV just just it's on. Tells, it's already yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, the TV is just on, and the newscaster says, "All citizens are being co- encouraged to go home. Uh, businesses should shut, the, shut their doors." And the guy who owns the bar tries to call the police, and it just rings and rings and rings. And they're like, what's wrong? He's like, the police station phone is just ringing. And then everyone at the bar jumps into action. Uh, what, did, what was their thought process and logic here? I couldn't figure were, it out. They were literally forming up a posse like we're watching The Searchers or something. But, like, okay, I've, I've, I've called the police maybe three times in my life. Yeah. Is, like, ringing and ringing and ringing that that crazy they they called the police station not 911 so it's possible for it to ring yeah uh as someone who's called the police a lot because i used to be a reporter um right i was like why did you call the police a lot (laughs) no i had to like actually call the police station i left lots of messages for police like many times the phone just rang many 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 times you know if you call 911 that doesn't happen or it shouldn't happen hopefully it does happen in some places in this country but uh yeah, if you call the station, that's not weird. But they immediately leap into act. Although, to be fair, this town has like three employees at the police station, so it's probably that's true. It's very less small. likely. But everyone at the bar grabs their guns and just circles the wagons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that uh, I almost called him Jason. That Michael showed up at the uh, Jamie's house and killed her dog. Yeah. And then, as they're, they're, they're Loomis and the the sheriff are investigating the place, and and they see the dead dog in there, and then they go downstairs, and Loomis and the guy go to leave, and they turn to the guy, the uh, officer who's with them, the deputy. Thank you, and they go, "You wait here," and he shuts the door behind them. I'm pretty sure he should not be waiting in the house of these people for when they come home because they're going to freak the fuck out because there's a stranger in their house. Wait on the porch, dog. Like, what are I you mean, doing there here? Is a, I mean, there, were, there was a police car in their driveway. I know, but like... So like, if, imagine, like, if, I came, like if I came up to mom and dad's house and saw a police car in the driveway, I would assume there's a police officer in the house. But wouldn't that freak you out if you unlock the door and he's just like chilling on the couch or chilling at the kitchen table? No, because like, I probably I, I probably would have called into the house like hello. Yeah, 
I, I, I just picture you unlocking the door to a mustachioed man in a hat sipping a, sipping a soda like, I took this out of the fridge. I'm sorry. I, that I, sounds I like the that. beginning of an internet video trip. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, suddenly things are happening that you don't want to have happen. It seems bad. It seems bad. Um, uh, also, in this part of the thing, Jason – I just did it. You just ruined me. Uh, I'm, sorry. Michael, I'm sorry. Michael Myers – uh, wants to cut power to Haddonfield, and so he does the thing that makes the most sense to him, which is throw a human being into the power gate. Uh, the power would, would a human body have that reaction? You think? Yeah, people conduct electricity. I know, but like it, it, it like overloaded the system for the whole town. Um, I don't know. I feel like it would. It, it, the way that he threw him made a bunch of parts that weren't connected connect, and that probably is what did it. Oh. Fair enough. It's, just, Fair it's enough. essentially like he wired two of them together because the the body conducted the electricity. But that dude gets fucked right up. Yep. You don't see it though, which is which is shocking for how gory this movie is. Like you don't see like bubble face. Well, it happens a couple times in this movie too, because later when we go back to the police station and everyone has been killed, there's a dude with his arms missing, but we didn't get to see what happened. Yeah, so I'm, no. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it was budgetary that they just didn't have a, the budget for you know the, the what they wanted to do with well, the murder. Well, number three didn't make a whole lot of money for them to play with. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, so it was at this point that I noticed that Danielle Harris has, had, as a child anyway, crazy anime expression eyes. She, she did. I didn't really like her as an actress. Can I say that? I mean, I, you can say whatever you want. You never talk nice about children on this show, so why don't you just continue <laughs> to say terrible things? Okay. I mean, it's not all children. Just most <laughs> of the children we've had in our terrible, terrible movies. <laughs> yeah, she's not, like, super great, but she's also, like, ten, so I don't... I mean, oh, I surprised. didn't know she, like, still did stuff after this movie. I didn't realize. Well, she quit for a long time because she had a really fucked up situation with a stalker. Really? Yeah. Um, she had a, a, a – someone became infatuated with her as a child like in these movies. Uh, I'm looking. It was a guy who was just out and out stalking her like a full-on psycho like you – would fear in your worst fears of stalking stalker and stop working for a long time. But in the last like five or so years, maybe 10 at this point, she's been working again. Oh shit. She was the voice of Debbie Thornberry in the wild Thornberries. That's oh, crazy. Well, that's wild. I wish I knew that. Is that um, the main Thornberry or is that a sibling? This, her older sister. Okay. With the with hair over her face. Yeah. She was stalked in 1995 by an obsessed fan. Who was later arrested after bringing a shotgun and a teddy bear to her house. Yeah. In 07, she appeared on the Dr. Phil show talking about her experience. He was obsessed with her character of Molly in the show Roseanne. And then in 09, the guy started sending her messages on Twitter and she got a restraining order. The same guy? Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh. Well, that's really fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, And she did talk about how making these movies at a young age... She was like, I knew we were making a movie, but I wanted to be a good actress, but everyone else really was concerned with making sure that I knew everything was fake and not real. So in between takes, it was very light and fun, mm. which is kind of cool that like yeah, she yeah. as a young actress was like, no, like I'm being an actress and I want to be good and cry and scream like I'm supposed to. And everyone else was like, no, no, make sure it's fake. It's super fake, little kid. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good thing given that. Oh, I think so. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's yeah. interesting that her, she had the like. Fort had the like headspace of like no no it's a movie I'm an actress. Uh, so at, at this point, 
Loomis and the sheriff catch uh, Jamie and Rachel. And uh, how big was the trick or treat route? That she, uh, they were like searching for each other in like a junkyard, and I was like, where do you think she went? It's like, very, very strange. If you took, I don't, I don't think you ever took me trick or treating because Dad usually did it. Yeah, but I don't like, think I did. If you had, and we got separated, there's a very small number of places I could have been. <laughs> well, the other thing too is we grew up in a neighborhoody, like a sequestered neighborhood, where you know once you did the loop of the houses, there was the only place you could walk to. You would be stupid to walk to. It was farmland back then, so there's nothing mm-hmm. to go to. But there's basically more- like. A neighbor, two neighborhoods that kind of connected through a small street, and then a smaller neighborhood, a ten minute walk away. Right. So we had, I mean, we had a pretty good amount of houses to trick or treat at, but it was somewhat secluded. And once you left that area, there was no house. There are now, but at the time, there weren't that many other houses in the area that you could walk to. But this is like small town America streets, where it's you know every block has ten or twelve houses on it, and it's just house after house after house. But you're totally right because she goes to look for her in a junkyard as opposed to where more houses are. Yeah, follow the houses. Find the lights that are on. The kid is here for candy, just FYI. That is the point of this exercise. Oh, Um, uh, since we're talking about this, I I need to bring this to your attention. Uh, I was listening to another podcast and they started talking about this. And apparently there's a thing now called the Switch Witch. And what you do is you teach your children that after Halloween is over, you take the candy that you got and you leave it out for the Switch Witch. And the more you leave, the bigger present you get. And then they take the fucking candy. What pre- do they leave them good presents? I mean, that would depend on the parent. That well, could you horrible. imagine a world where mom and dad are like, "Okay, we're gonna take all your candy. Here's a Lego set." Like, what? I would be so actually. Angry. You know, you know, would be a really cool thing if like there was like a kid in a neighborhood who didn't, uh, who like couldn't eat candy or whatever. So their parents bought a Lego set and broke up all the pieces into like Ziploc bags and gave one to each house to give them. Okay, stop turning this cute. I'm trying to be outraged over something. I know, that I know, but I, as you said, I was like, "That's kind stop, of like- stop trying to break it into a cute thing for the poor kid who can't eat candy." I'm I'm trying to be outraged at parents taking away one of the basic tenets of childhood. Yeah, but also our mother couldn't lie to save her life, so would never I mean, have happened with us. I mean, she did that Santa thing pretty good. Other, but other than Santa, our mother couldn't I feel lie. Like this would have fallen into the Santa paradigm. She kept the Easter Bunny charade up forever too. Oh, I forget about the Easter Bunny sometimes. She she would have she would have kept this up if it fit her narrative of things that she <laughs> wanted to lie us about. It's just very narrow. I suppose yes. Views. Anyway, um, so the Loomis and the sheriff go to the sheriff's office and they find all these dead people in it, including the aforementioned armless guy. And then when they step outside, four or five pickup trucks full of dudes roll up, and Loomis is basically like, "Michael Myers is here. We have to kill him." And the sheriff is like. Are you just you're just gonna deputize everybody? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't. You have no authority. You have no police force. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which is true because they're all dead inside. But yeah, he just does the does the you know. We need to kill Michael. We need to get him. And and <laughs> I like the voice. It's not good, I, but I like. I've it. been working on it. I've been trying to. I think it's like it's right close enough to be be in it's like it's not good but it's recognizably bad Mm -hmm. it's right it's right where i want it to be also there's this uh 
a bit where the cop who was stationed at the Lloyd house radios the sheriff and he's like, hey, I heard about what went down at the station. I'm on my way in. How, how did you hear about what happened at the station? Did you like, tell? Did like did they radio you? What happened? What happened here? <laughs> uh, so he goes running after to save, to, to save it. And this is when we get the Halloween on the marimba because the the posse thinks they see Michael Myers. And I guess the marimba is supposed to let you know that it's not actually Michael. But they oh, shoot probably. A, they shoot a bush like mm, 200 times? Uh, conservatively. Yeah. Uh, four guys just unload all the bullets ever made in America into this bush. And then they walk around behind to check. And oops, not Michael Myers. We just murdered someone. Because we said there were chill, a bunch of teenagers earlier who like surrounded the cop car dressed as Michael Myers. Which, like, Defo would have gotten you killed today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He w- like, they just, all would have been shot. Every to the face. Yeah. Brady is with that girl, the sheriff's daughter, and uh, they're, they're, they're fooling around in front of a roaring fire, which is like like a lot for a couple of high school kids to be doing, I feel like. Although, I, I mean, the, the, um, the power was out. Oh, I know. But they're having like a romantic lovemaking in front of a roaring fire. And it just feels like y'all just met each other, right? Like it feels like a lot what you're doing right now. Well, they um, do work together, I guess. Yes, they have a deep connection that can only be known by those who have to develop one-hour photos in the vicinity of each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> and sell shitty um, tablecloth costumes. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to Pound Town. They're going to the Bone Zone. Whichever it was is the one is that mom hates. I don't remember which. Bone um, is the one mom hates. Bone, they're, boning, they're boning down in front of a fire. Uh, and... They see the lights come into the driveway, and she's like, oh, God, my dad is home. But what makes it delicious is not only is her dad home, but also the girl that the boy made mad is in the back seat of the car, which is just delicious. It's like, just it the all... cherry on top of that sundae. <laughs> so she quickly scrabbles her clothes back together, and they make a point to show you her hiding her bra in the couch. And as that never gonna... comes back. No. I, I was like, oh, is that going like, to come up later? Is it someone going to find it? Oh, well, I thought we were getting like a Chekhov's bra where someone was going to be scrabbling for a weapon and somehow a bra was going to come into play a, as a weapon against the Michael. Bazanga Bazooka yeah. from Bob's Burgers. I was very excited that we were going to get something weird in this movie to go along with Loomis and the cheerleaders, but sadly, not to be. Not no. to be. There's a dress um, form in the attic, of course, that spooks someone. Yeah, yeah, like you do. They also they also divide up a bunch of tasks where the deputy is asked to go outside on a ladder and nail the shutters shut, and that just feels like the biggest waste of t- like what is a shutter preventing anyone from doing? Nothing, not a damn. Unless it's like a, a hurricane shutter, it doesn't do anything. Right, they're little wooden slat shutters. He'll just rip them, th- rip right through. Like, what are you doing here, boss? He'll punch through them. Yeah, yeah, we saw him do it with a closet in the first movie. Then uh, Rachel and the sheriff's daughter are in the kitchen having it out, and she's like, you knew exactly what you were doing. Rachel essentially calls her a slut without calling her a slut, yeah, then, yeah. Throws, then throws coffee on her and walks away. <laughs> Ruins that Cops Do It By The Book t-shirt. Her boardwalk, her Jersey City boardwalk t-shirt. <laughs> and Michael was in the backseat of the deputy's car the whole time. The, de- the deputy just didn't notice that at all, which seems mm-hmm. fine. Although and I guess then- cars didn't light up when you open them like they do now. Right? I mean, I suppose the dome light technology might not have existed, but also it feels like if there was a human man in the back of my car, it would not be a thing that would go unnoticed by me. I would hope not. So Michael breaks in, like you would expect, 
and it's actually a really great reveal because we don't know he's in the house yet right and uh, then and- the sheriff's daughter comes in with the coffee and the deputy is sitting in the chair in shadow like rocking and she's like hey thought you might like some coffee it's pretty lame i wish the tv was on and she lights a uh, candle and that candle illuminates the cor- dark corner of the room where the deputy's body is yeah. and it's michael myers sitting in the chair which was a really cool reveal yeah, and I was really perplexed because he had that big old shotgun, and I was like, oh, no, Michael's got a gun. This is going to get interesting. Oh, no, he's going to impale her with it. Because, sure. It to pin her to the wall. Okay. Sure, sure. That's uh, the most yeah, effective a, use of that. There's a very uh, there's a very Batman element to Michael in this movie. He just hates guns. Like, two oh, no guns. Two different times he gets a gun and doesn't use it. Uh, so it comes down to Brady, uh, Rachel, and Jamie as the only alive people in the house and Brady is trying to do like a big last stand. He's got the shotgun and he shoots the door and then he blows a hole in the door. And then he's like, Oh, it's metal. We can't get out this way. Which and I was like, what? Doesn't, I didn't what? really understand what that was. Uh, and then runs up the stairs. Also, and break a window guys. Break a damn window. Well, they nailed all of them shut. <laughs> so shatter it. I, but they but they nailed the shutters shut and they nailed the window shut, so now it's hard to get out the window. Oh, I guess I didn't, I didn't think about the shutters. You're right. Yeah, like they have to break the they have to break the glass and get through the wood of the shutters. They they basically trapped themselves. And then dumbass um, forgets he fired a gun five minutes after he fired the gun. Yeah, and is like, oh no, I have to reload. As Michael slowly comes up the stairs, and Rachel and Jamie are squawking at the top of the stairs. Michael climbs these stairs like wrestlers in a ladder match. Like to the point where it really bothers my ability to suspend disbelief. I, don't, I know I, we his his the his speed is so frustrating in these movies. <laughs> because like not ten minutes after this scene, he fucking teleports. Yeah. He teleports. So so he fights Brady. Brady's basically sacrificing himself. M- Michael he uses the gun as a club against Michael, which doesn't do anything. And then Michael throws it over a railing, followed by Brady over the railing. Mm-hmm. And After then, he crushes his face. Yes. Uh, and then we go up on the roof for the same sequence as in Jurassic Park 2 or Jurassic Park 3, where they're climbing and running from the raptors and the roof tiles are all... It's like those Spanish oh, yeah, tiles. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> and unraveling. I forgot it about that, me, yeah. It reminded me of that a lot. Because um, Rachel shatters a window with a suitcase and is like, climb on my back. We're going to climb out the window. And um, Michael's very slowly walking around the roof trying to catch them. And she ties her... She ties the, like, uh, satellite dish cable around her waist. She's like, I'm going to lower you down. How strong is that? Well, for some reason... Well, it's not strong. That is a good point. But also, (laughs) for some reason, there's, like... 60 feet of excess cable just hanging up there it's it's very weird yeah there shouldn't have been that much and it wouldn't have supported any weight yeah i mean it it could probably hold like 10 pounds maybe 20 certainly Mm -hmm. not a full-grown child yeah that girl's at least 60 pounds soaking wet yeah rachel lowers jamie off the roof hand over hand sort of and then she gets stuck and jamie somehow from 10 feet up is able to and they, they, they hand wave right over this. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, because she's... also Rachel is they're like, focus on Rachel. She's dangling over the top of the root, like holding yeah. on to the gutter. And I'm like, she should just try and like break the gutter and have it swing down and she'll be fine. Well, she would at least have her fall slowed a bit. 
But like, she, if she, but then she'd be closer to the ground to fall. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead, she just drops off the top. And well, you hear crunch. Weird. Rachel, you do hear a really sick crunch, and I thought we were going to get a bag of soup, and we didn't. <laughs> no, I thought we were going to get. I thought we were going to get like shin and knee bones through. Oh, the, out through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's weird though because so these two things are happening simultaneously. So we have Jamie dangling, and she like swings herself and then like thuds into the side of the house it's like Ugh, and grabs onto something and then we cut over to rachel and rachel thinks she's in one of those scenes where she's hanging by both hands and the killer is like let me stab your left hand she lets go and puts it back and the killer's like let me stab your right hand she lets go and puts it back because she's like she's doing that she's like left and writing letting go letting go letting go but he's not doing anything but he's not doing anything like he does it once he's he does bring a knife to her once Right, but it's supposed to be the scene where like he's trying to stomp on her knuckles, and he, he's not doing that whatsoever. And she is reacting in like this very cliched movie, like dangle left, dangle right, dangle left, left right, left right, and then just lets go and does a big, big fall crunch. Uh, and then we cut to back to Jamie, and she's climbing down a trellis. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, um, she somehow managed to get herself out of the weirdly tied wire harness and climb down ten or twelve feet from the side of the house, and. In the instant between Rachel falling and Jamie running over and being like, "Oh my God, are you dead?" Michael appears in the side of the house, like there on is, the on the on the grass on the side of the house, walking. There is literally no way he could have done that unless he jumped, and that would have certainly injured him. Unless they like, that's what they should have. They should have shown him like step jumping off the side of the house and just landing and being like on his feet, vertical, being fine. Like he's yeah. supernatural, spooky. That yeah, would have been that, fine. It would have been totally dope if he just, like, casually stepped off to the side of the house and just, yeah, that would have been dope. Like, landed on some pavement and it shattered beneath him? Well, it doesn't have to be fucking that ridiculous, but yes. If I mean, I'm cool with the Terminator. I'm cool with a little Terminator action. He's not, he's not a 2,000-pound exoskeleton in a meat suit. He's, he's a, a supernatural human man. So Loomis cups cuts in, and it actually got me to jump a little bit. It's, it's, a, it's a jump scare, but it got me a little. Yeah. And... He's going, where's the schoolhouse? Where is the schoolhouse? And I wanted her to be like, what the fuck is a schoolhouse? Because who knows what that <laughs> yeah. is? What the, the one-room schoolhouse <laughs> where we each have our own personal chalkboard and two books bound together by a leather belt. And there's a, there's a, a wood stove to keep us warm in the winter. We all have to bring a few sticks from home. Like, wh- the schoolhouse! That's the tax that keeps this public school running. A few wooden <laughs> sticks in the winter. And a gun uh, for grizzlies. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> we're supposed to be a haven for the people who want to get away from that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, at this point, when they're in the school, Michael Myers pops out and grabs Loomis. And did you notice that he had, like, full-on blonde surfer yeah. cut? Yeah. Okay. I was like, why was his hair a different color and cut now? It was totally blonde. Again, how was this in the movie? How? Why did they even make that? But also, why is the school the most secure place? I didn't. I, that one didn't make sense to me. Schools are usually bomb shelters or, like, uh, emergency shelters. So That's true. Maybe that's what he was thinking. But I, I don't know. I agree. It was it was a weird choice. Um, the lynch mob shows up as they're running out of the school because uh, Jamie tripped down some stairs because children are the worst. And then Rachel came Rachel out does of a nowhere. full on diehard. Yeah, comes out of nowhere <laughs> with a with a fire extinguisher to save the day. Yeah, 
She she sprays it with the with the with the fire extinguisher, and then they limp out. That's got to be bad to breathe, right? Like for normal people. I don't know. They do it in wrestling all of the time. Mm. Like like it's it happens a few times a year in wrestling, so it must not be that bad to deal with. <laughs> it's not the worst thing you could do to your body. Yeah, I mean it's, it's you're talking. I guess to be fair, I'm talking about people who throw themselves off large objects for a living. So into flaming like, tables. Yeah, perhaps not the best judges of of things, but yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> to them, they're like, oh, I have to breathe in some chemicals from a fire extinguisher. Sign me up today. <laughs> yeah, I don't sure have to do good. the table stunt. <laughs> It's just carbon dioxide, though, right? I guess, yeah, but that's Which what is, you breathe I mean, out, not, not in. Yeah, right, but it's not, it's not good for you to breathe, but it's not like it's, you know, uh, actual poison. Fair enough. So the lynch, they drive, the lynch mob drives away with the, with the girls, and I was like, is this where we're going to get weird? Yeah, like, I, I thought this was going to be the evil? turn into the Thorn Trilogy stuff. Yeah. Because even when he gets on the radio and he's like, hey, I've got the two girls and we're heading out of town. I was like, oh, shit, is this the thing where they're like the kidnappy cult? But but no, no, they're they're just they're just dudes. Just some uh, dudes. and then they, they see some police and fire their guns a bunch. <laughs> yeah, to, I guess to get attention, but it doesn't seem like a great idea. No. Um, so they stop and they talk to the last cop and the cops basically like go down the road. There's a police station. We're going to go to town. And as soon as they start driving again, you see Michael Myers' hands climbing up the back of the truck. So are we to believe that he's been hanging on the bottom of this truck for four miles? At least four miles. Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. okay. Uh, so he climbs in the back and has a very phone boothy fight where he just has very quick hand-to-hand combat with three men with guns who somehow mm-hmm. don't remember how to shoot at all and throws them all out of the back of the truck. And the driver doesn't notice. Oh, not nobody notices in the cab. The kids don't notice either. How? How? You're the driver. You drive this truck. <laughs> uh, and then he punches out like the driver. Like, our father vehicle. our father will Tetris 200 pounds of stuff onto the truck so that the window is completely obstructed. And yeah. as he's driving, we'll notice something has shifted in the middle of everything and go, hang on, pull over, and fix it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, there's a 0% chance that dude didn't notice that. Yeah, no, the weight was shifting around like crazy back there. He totally would have noticed the people like having a fucking fist fight in the truck. There were four people fighting each other. And then Michael climbs on the roof and punches out the driver's side window and then pulls this guy's face, face off. off. <laughs> it's so gross. It was horrible. Um, yeah, also, he, why wouldn't he have just slammed on the brakes? I don't know. It takes her a really long time to come to that idea, too. I kept waiting for her to put her seatbelt on so she could do it, because I've seen that before in, in other, like, action comedies where mm-hmm. it's, like, the person needs to jam on the brakes, and so they, like, quickly slap a seatbelt on. I think that's a bit in Keanu, even. Well, also, um, the little, Jamie is sitting on the floor of the cab. Yeah. So and I feel not like in the safest been, place, like, either. No, but also, she's not going to get thrown out the window, at least. This is true. But I wanted some BMX Bandits bullshit where they slammed on the brakes and, like, Michael's arms are still hooked onto the top of the, <laughs> the truck. It rips him right out of the sockets. And he just stands up with no arms. <laughs> so she hits the brakes. Michael goes flying. Then she floors it and hits him, and he gets thrown into a ditch. Good thing and she could drive a stick, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's part of the reason I learned to drive a stick is just in case I ever get stuck in a horror movie. Good to know. I, just, I don't know how to do that. But yeah, I'm but also I- a heartless bitch. So, like, I don't have it. Like, I will leave everyone behind. Like, nope. 
oh, my boyfriend wants to stay behind and shoot this guy. Deuces, you made that choice. I'm going to I'm gonna go but, hide in the attic. But if you don't have a car that's a uh, – if you get stuck, the only car out in the old abandoned farm is, is manual. You're, you're boned. Yeah, but I at that point, I have enough of a head start. I can just sprint. Oh, you think you're going to outrun the teleporter? <laughs> the tele- Yes, the teleporter. <laughs> okay. Because here's the thing. I would have been out of that house at least 20 minutes before they got out of that house. Well, that's the thing. I really kind of liked that they barricade themselves. Like, they end up screwing themselves by doing a good job of barricading. Well, yeah, no, but, like, still, they were, like, st- she was standing there squawking at him to, like, come on for a come good... On! Come on! Like, a good 15... Like, no, let him go. He's dead yeah, now. Yeah. He's already he volunteered, dead. He volunteered to be a roadblock. Go. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jamie... Like, uh, Rachel goes to get the cops, and Jamie... Obvious dummy really- is obvious, by the way, when he gets hit by the truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very clearly... It's like, all of a sudden, it's could- a dummy. <laughs> They cut to like a straight up barnyard scarecrow. It's a scarecrow. It's just a a mechanic's (laughs) bodysuit stuffed with hay. Yeah, you can see the broom handle. That's the arms. They're they're exactly out in the Jesus pose, like just full on wide as possible. And it's really bad. It's really cheap looking. She hits Um, him into this ditch and she drives down and she's like. Jamie, stay in the car. And I was like, is she going to go over to him? No, she's going back up the hill to talk to the police. Yeah. Bring Jamie with you. Yeah, I don't understand why you just didn't put the car in reverse and drive backward up the hill. Like uh, it, It's ridiculous. And then Jamie runs to Michael's side to hold his hand, which is really weird. You had one job, Jamie. You were told <laughs> one thing to do. I mean, I get that it's her only living family member, and that's probably a weird thing. But also, he has definitely been trying to murder you for like a whole movie now. And we'll try again. Yeah. So the police all get uh, down there. He stands up and they shoot the hell out of him. And it's another scene where they shoot something a hundred times. And the bullets that they have, like the things getting hit by bullets, is such a widespread. It's, I love it. Like nobody's a good shooter in this movie. Not one person. They're all stormtroopers. Yeah. So they shoot him a hundred times. And then he falls like into a bottomless pit that opens up. And where? A well. Are. It's a well. Is that what it was? Yeah, because in the fifth movie, it's a wet. It's, it is they blow it up. Oh, okay. Because I there was definitely no like standard wishing well, you know, bucket with a rope situation. Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's just like an old style well. Okay, all right. So yeah, he he falls down, and then at the end of the movie, it's a twist. Jamie is Michael now, and she stabbed Rachel. Not Rachel, her mom. Oh, it was her mom. She stabbed her mom. Oh, okay. Sorry. And then Loomis is about to shoot her, and the detective karate chops the pistol out of his hand, picks it up, and immediately points it to the same place that Loomis was pointing it, which is a weird move to me. As 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 Donald Pleasance just screams down the barrel no! of the camera. Just screams down the barrel of the camera. No! Yeah, it's really bad. But also, there's five uh, more movies for me to be in, so I'm not that complaining. <laughs> uh, I think he only gets two more. I think he dies. I think he died during the filming of Six. Oh, that's a shame. So uh, 18 total kills by Michael Myers, which I believe is the most in franchise history. Not necessarily really? the highest body count, but the most killed actually by Michael. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, uh, apparently Danielle Harris was in the remake, the reboot of Halloween. Yeah, she was. I did. I do remember that. Um, so this podcast, I'm pretty sure, is going to be longer than the movie, uh, which is a tight Probably. 84 minutes. Uh, we are currently at about 90 without editing, so it's usually it's going to be close. I... Don't think this is good, but I still enjoyed it, and I certainly enjoy making fun of it with you, which usually helps things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this like a soft recommend. Definitely not as much as Friday the 13th 4, which I 
definitely love. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, this is definitely watchable. All of our part four movies this month were really watchable and fun. Do you, do you have any final thoughts on, on uh, Halloween 4 before I get into my uh, recap of the whole February thing here? Um, I, it's super enjoyable. I think it's it's a combat. It's, the, it's right before the start of the Thorn trilogy, I think, because I think that's five and... No, technically this is the Thorn trilogy. Oh, this is part of... Yeah, this is five, four. Yeah. It's because it gets six. brought up in five and like really hammered home in six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I always, I do prefer the ones with Jamie Lee Curtis just because I think oh, she I'm, is there... icon, legend, and star. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I mean that those movies are way better. Uh, but definitely an enjoyable time. Oh, and it's less than ninety minutes. Yeah, no, it's you. You're it's in like pregame. It's like pregaming to get ready to go out. Movie. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah, will actually turn into you staying in all night watching the rest of them drinking with your friends. Which is fine. Which is a good way to spend your time, if you ask me. Oh yeah. Uh, and this is before it gets bogged down into too much weird mythology stuff, which is nice because that does happen with these movies where there's just too much stuff going on. Where like the Thorn trilogy is ridiculous with how much they try to cram in mythos wise. You're like, look, I just want to watch him kill teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just don't need this. Uh, need but it. yeah, I enjoy, I enjoyed this too. I would definitely uh, recommend this. Um, let's do. We haven't done this in a long time. Let's do Mary F. Kill with the February this year. Are, and are we saying? Watch just forever. Just, watch yeah, one watch more forever. time. Never watch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably watch this one more time. Okay. Um, mm, it's tough. I'm gonna watch Nightmare Forever, despite the bug scene. Okay. And I'm, gonna, and I'm never gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth again. Wow. Okay. We finally got one of these where we don't agree because I am like the complete opposite of that. I no, definitely, really? yeah, Friday the 13th Part 4 is one I would watch over and over again, for sure. That's, yeah, I love. I know, but it was either, I either had to watch it forever or kill it. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I would never want to watch Nightmare 4 again. I, I, see, I would kill this, even though I like it. And I would really? watch Nightmare again. Yeah, I like this movie, but it's definitely not as fun as Nightmare on Elm Street 4 is. And it, I don't think it touches friday for which is my the only friday the 13th movie i really enjoy i think that movie's dope as hell plus like if i couldn't ever have where's our corks grow in my life again <laughs> i would be a sad man as much crispin glover as you can get i need all of the glove i, need, I can I need see that okay that is that is a very valid point and we might or triple reconsider up. But, but that's I, good. It's the first time I did one of these. We we did with Mary F. Kill, and we didn't just have the same exact answer. It's really good. Because I of definitely. Because for me, this is one I definitely want to. This is definitely a not kill. So that's what made it hard. If in a just world, I wouldn't want to kill any of them. Yes, obviously. I like all three of these movies. That's why I thought this would be an actual tough one. There's no obvious doomsday. Yeah, the, there really isn't because they're it's all not, three solid movies. It's not like when we did Parasite 3D and both of us were like, kill it with fire, find the negatives and burn them. <laughs> burn it. Don't just, let anyone do this to themselves. Destroy it. Destroy yeah. it. Go back in time. Yeah, we will terminate yeah. ourselves just to destroy this movie. <laughs> We've created a paradox. And Sorry, okay. Demi Moore. Sorry, Demi Moore. <laughs> or whichever uh, one you are. <laughs> Courtney Cox, uh, our cat. <laughs> Courtney Cox, Demi Moore. The ultimate parable, the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate problem for us. Uh, have that's they ever what done our book- a movie together? Did we ever look that up? I'm gonna Google that right now. But that's what our <laughs> book's gonna. Be, that's what our book's gonna be called. It's gonna be Demi Moore or Courtney Arquette. Who knows? Or Courtney Cox. Who knows? 
<laughs> not the very obvious one that everyone thought we would make that was more Cox. Oh, that's a good one. That people uh, just assumed. So the first ten, the first page of things is how <laughs> just about how much they look alike. <laughs> also included on that list is Jennifer Connelly. This is not. She's not definitely. She does. Oh my god! There's a photo of them side by side, and it's very jarring. (laughs) I bet you can tell them apart much more easily if it's side by side. You definitely can, but it's still like, are you sisters? Are you sending it to me? Uh, No. I hang on. Let me. We'll put Uh, this up on the Facebook page. It looks like they've never done a movie together. Okay. Well, we need to get on that world. Make get them get them together. Seeing them next to each other is freaky. I know it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's what well, I don't know why they were do, why they were why were they next to each other. It was apparently a glamour party that was also sponsored by Suave, which isn't that like dollar store soap? <laughs> it is. <laughs> is it like a bla- was it like a black party? I can't quite tell. I I but like right Suave is like cheap. Suave is what cheapo. The fuck are they Suave sponsored? is pretty cheapo. Okay, yeah, that's I a weird click- thing. Um, we'll we'll put that on the uh, Facebook message that to me so I can post it there later. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our show. This has been Dissecting the 80s. Uh, if you would like more from us, our website, dissectingthe80s.com, has the whole back catalog, our Hall of Fame. Uh, please rate and review the show. Or no, uh, You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash dissectingthe80s. We're at Dissectomania on Twitter and occasionally on Instagram at dissectingthe80s. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, email dissectingthe80s at gmail.com or leave us a message at 856-DISSECT, D-I-S-S-E-C-T, and we'll, uh, we'll play your message on the air. We'd love it if you could take the time to do us a very important favor. It is coming up on my birthday here. Uh, actually, it just, just was my birthday, so as a belated gift for both me and Andrew, if you could take the time to go on iTunes and rate and review the show. It would mean the world to us. Uh, we really appreciate that, and we will read those on the air. Uh, why don't you tell the folks what our next movie is? Next time we will be discussing the 1986 King Kong Lives, the sequel to the Jessica Lange 1970s version of King Kong. But she's not in yeah. the sequel. so Tying into that new King Kong, which actually looks kind of dope. I don't know if I yeah, will for the reviews. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will see you in two weeks with that. Thank you again for listening to Dissect in the Eighties. I have been Trip Lano. I am always Andrew Lano. Until next time, don't you forget about me. Dissect in the Eighties is a chum some of this production. <laughs> the things we're gonna cut out in editing. <laughs> Franchise! I can't do it now. Michael! You lost it. I did. Michael! Michael! I can't do it anymore. Michael! Okay. Um, Michael! Alright, I give up. I'm not going to do it. I can't get the voice up. <laughs> Please leave Michael. this in, though, at the end. <laughs> Rate and review Dissecting the 80s wherever you download podcasts. Well, thank you for the plug there, Mr. Loomis. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for, for coming on the show just to plug it. Uh, if you, he if, sounds if like you Dumbledore. That's what, that's what it really <laughs> sounds like. It sounds like Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potter movies. Harry Potter! <laughs> Five come, points to Gryffindor. Come, come look in my pensive. <laughs> that's what it sounds like.
I have a pool of memories to share with you. And also uh, a bowl of guacamole to share with you. 